0: So, again, it's it's the analogy of, you know, if you're flight from New York to L.A., it's about five, six hour flight, I think, you know, if we don't have those milestones in place, it's equivalent to getting on a plane. There's no map. There's no clocks. It's like, OK, I've, I've, I'm on the plane. I've no idea how far I've gone, how far I've left to go. That's probably the definition of insanity. And that's what a lot of therapists are doing with patients. Whereas if you've got a clock, and you've got the map on the plane. OK, we're one hour away from L.A., We're 30 minutes from LA, people are getting excited, right? I'm about to land soon. Hey, if you're looking to grow, scale, and automate your cash practice so you can have more
1: time to do what you love, then this is the podcast for you. My name is Jack Mann, and welcome to the PT Cash Practice Industry Secret. Definitely met each other at QG, but for people who are listening and watching this right now, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Your story is amazing, so I want more people to know about you.
0: Yeah, so my um, background originally is in um, rugby league and rugby union, so professional sport in um, in the UK. I'm, I'm from Ireland originally, um, but w- moved over to the UK to study physiotherapy and then went straight into professional sport with Leeds Rhinos, uh, rugby league. Um, and then I also set up my own private practice around that time. And then I went to Ireland, back to Ireland to work my dream job with Monster Rugby. My wife's from Huddersfield, so I ended up coming back to Huddersfield. Um, and then I've been looking to work with England Rugby League, England Rugby Union for two different World Cups. Uh, got to the final of both World Cups, but lost them, unfortunately. Uh, so I didn't bring the Irish luck with, with that one. Um, and then, yeah, just um, now I've also developed um, a mentorship program called the, the Go To Physio uh, Mentorship. So I've been very fortunate. I've mentored over a thousand uh, therapists all over the world now, um, to help them have the confidence to to keep their patients uh progressing ultimately to their their dream results. Um so yeah, so that, that's me. So I got a clinic in Huddersfield, got um six therapists working with us um in, in the clinic in Huddersfield, and then I also do the the online mentoring and then I also work in pro sport as well, a part of the week. So my my week is very but I'm still very much in the in the mix as, as a clinician also.
1: Gotcha. And so what were the three main problem or mistake you have to overcome to get to the point where you have like six therapists working for you for your clinic side?
0: Um, for me, I think it was the clinical system. Um, you know, I, I said this to my therapist last night, actually on a call, um, a physio. physical therapist clinic especially a cash-based clinic it starts and it ends with fulfillment or starts and it ends with getting results for patients um you know i think if you can't get results for patients it's going to be very very hard to um grow that that clinic and for it be to be sustainable so what i've had to do is um i've had to take my pro sport approach that i use in pro sport and actually put it into private practice because i think the challenges in private practice is patients they want results within one or two sessions when that's not that's not safe or it's not realistic. So what I found is I, I call it the four pro sport questions. You know, every um, patient that, or every athlete or head coach that gets injured, or every athlete that gets injured, sorry, I'll start that again. Every athlete that gets injured, the head coach wants to know four things, and the athlete. What's the problem? Why did it happen? What's the plan? And how long is it going to take? And I think if you can answer those four questions, then what happens in pro sport is you set expectations for the coach and the athlete of when they're going to be back. But also when the pain eases, they know that there's still more work to be done so that they're not, just, I, just because I've got a grade two hamstring tear, if they're pain free after 10 days, doesn't mean they can train straight away. It's not safe. And I'd probably be, um, be sacked for doing that. So that's where the power of answering the four pro sport questions, it sets expectations and it gives me time then to rehab the athlete to get them back where they can perform and achieve their dream goals again. So when I've implemented that in my private practice, that was one of the biggest things that that really gave us the change, where we, we set expectations with the patient in the initial assessment. They We mapped out their treatment plan. We told them how long it's going to take. And then that sets expectations, which, you know, ethically then it's going to increase your patient visit average, but it's also going to give you a time to actually get the dream result for the patient, mm. which then gives you the best chance of getting referrals. Um, retention and obviously reviews as well so that was that was a big um a big thing for me rather than the to kind of go back to the original question the mistake I was making was patient comes in I tried to treat them with loads of hands-on in the first session or two and then you know when the pain starts to ease a little bit they drop off or the um you know the the, the, the progress would stagnate whereas doing it the pro sport way set expectations it gave me a lot of authority as well and actually found that patients trusted me more because you give them a plan i think a patient always trusts the therapist far more with a plan rather than a therapist just going session by by session um so there's a lot of good things happening there in the first few sessions and then as i said the patient knew the plan they knew what to expect and they knew when the pain is that there's still more work to be done um so i think they've probably been the biggest things and then systemizing the treatment approach as well and the clinic's been massive so you know when we bring a therapist on now we can induct them and within you know 60 days they're they're hitting their targets their their numbers um their patient visit averages we, we track our net Promoter score um very closely as well to make sure the reputation of the clinic is good um so having that that systematic approach within the clinic it doesn't matter what therapist the patient sees they're always going to get that same high quality care so I think that clinical step-by-step system was, was probably the big thing um, for me. And then probably the third thing that's, that was probably the first issue, really, it was we have so much knowledge. You know, there's so much knowledge out there, and clinicians, we're always getting more and more knowledge. But knowledge isn't in power unless you can take that knowledge and organise it in a systematic process and apply it in the real world. And I think that's the value of having a system is that you can take all your knowledge and you know exactly where it fits at the the, mm. the journey of the patient um as well so that they're probably the the, the biggest three things sorry if, if I, I kind of rambled a bit there with that
1: no that makes sense yeah it's about setting the right expectations so the patient understand like hey it's not going to magically be completely like back to where 100 percent like see if it's more like five six or seven or eight right and then they yeah, understand and, they're more
0: yeah and I, I think in terms of that as well, though it's it's getting on the the language of the the, the patient. Mm. So if we're trying to sell back pain relief, mm. that's the equivalent of double Dutch to the patient. The patient wants to solve problems. The back pain's causing them a problem, mm. and I think that's really important to understand: is is the internal motivators. You know, what what's the patient's internal motivator for coming to the clinic? My back pain is stopping me running. Why do I run? Because that's my stress relief. Because my kids drive me crazy. You know, and that's the only hour a week I get out to, to run or for the golfer or the person who wants to do the gardening. So understanding that that's the true problem that we're solving and our rehab and our treatment plan needs to be directed at that rather than the back pain. Mm. I think That's absolutely critical because now you can solve problems worth solving. And that's how you increase value to the patient. Whereas I think if you just map out the treatment plan, and you talk all about back pain. It's mm. the, as I said, they're talking double Dutch or you're talking double Dutch and they're talking English you know or whatever language they, they they're, they're speaking so i think we have to go down to their language and communicate with them um, at that level gotcha
1: yeah that makes sense sell what people want give them what they need like sorry said.
0: yeah exactly and i think it's it's putting what they need in the context of what they want yeah. so that they can see that that's going to give them um, mm-hmm. exactly that it's going to give them what they want and yeah, i think nice. that's a bit therapists struggle with if i'm being honest because of how we've been trained in, in physical therapy school Gotcha.
1: And so, when you first started your location, your clinic, do you have like the niching down mindset? Because a lot of the cash PT world in the US, we are more like niching down, being niche practice, and then slowly expanding outdoor. how how do you approach or attract like the people who willing to invest in? Uh, yeah,
0: I th- yeah. I, I think to be honest, <clears throat> a lot of it's the environment. So like, I started my clinic above a running shop so i naturally started to get a lot of runners mm. and it goes back to if you're good at what you do and you get results you'll attract more people mm. so we started with runners just purely because that's where my clinic was was based above a running shop and runners are a good target market anyway because a lot you know they'll do crazy stuff i'm training for marathon at the moment the mileage my body's creaking now um if you if you have any energy leaks you, a marathon is training is going to expose it um <laughs> But, you know, that, that's essentially how it started for me. But as we go through now, I'd say our target market has, has massively changed. Probably your, your female over 50 um, type non-sporting patient um, in the clinic. But we, we still get a lot of marathon runners. We still get a, a lot of everybody. And I think the key thing is if the niche, I'm, I'm in two minds about the niche, if I'm being completely honest. I think, yeah, it, it's good to, to niche down to a point. But I think if you're good at what you do, you'll never be able to work because if you can help people solve problems and pain, it doesn't matter, you know, um, what, what kind of target or demographic they are, they're, they're going to want to see you. Yeah. That makes sense. Like, but actually, obviously it's important for marketing and, and messaging and stuff. I get that side of it. But I think, I think in, in some regards, as I said, I, I, I think we, we almost get too worried about the niche at times. Whereas, you know, it's like, cause the reality is you, you know, yourself, when you when you start talking, yeah, it, it's never just going to be you're never just going to attract that one person. Mm-hmm. If you start talking about problems and the problems you can solve for people, that's what people will pick up, regardless if 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 they're a female, you know, because so we still get a lot of males and, and a lot of sporting injuries as well in the clinic just from the ads we we run.
1: Mm, gotcha. And so. Do you teach these kind of the forceps system in the go to video? so can you tell, tell us a little bit more about your, your mentorship program?
0: Yeah, so the, so the mentorship program, it, it's specifically um, for private practice therapists. So we, we've got a lot of cash-based um, therapists or certainly more and more cash-based therapists in the U.S. coming into the program now. Um, and the, the biggest things that therapists are looking for help with is, is having the confidence and the clarity. To, to really be able to um, make sense of the patient's symptoms, explain it effectively to the patient, map out the plan and then ultimately execute the plan, especially bridging the gap from kind of low to high level when the pain starts to ease so that they can get them all the way back to, to their dream outcome. So they're kind of the big things that, that we work on. And how I've designed the mentorship essentially is I've, I really find that there's three different phases in, in the customer journey. That we need to be aware of, so the initial assessment the skills you need as a physical therapist in the initial assessment that's very different to the skills you need in sessions two to four, and then you need different skills as a therapist in sessions five to eight, for example, because there's different things happening at different points there's different motivation levels at the patient at different sessions, and then we're getting closer to the to the dream goal essentially. so in the initial assessment, we need to really do three things: we need to be able to make sense of the symptoms. And if we can't make sense of the symptoms, that's it. It's game over for me, because if you don't have the confidence and clarity of what's driving the problem, the patient will smell bullshit. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this (laughs) podcast or not, Um, but they'll smell it and they'll smell your lack of confidence. And and again, you and I know that, you know, the patient has to trust the therapist and buy into the therapist just as much as, as the treatment plan So making sense of the symptoms, I think is incredibly important. Now, I follow an 80-20 rule where I'll spend 20% of my time on the symptoms and 80% of my time what's not doing its job. And I think that's really empowering as a therapist, because even if you're not sure of a diagnosis, there's still a lot of stuff you can do to help the patient in the first session. And then that ties into then, okay, we we have to make sense of the symptoms. We have to answer the four pro-sport questions for um, expectations, authority, buy-in. But then we also have to start fast with the patient. So we have to get them a big win in the first session so that they can feel the difference and we get momentum. And that's the clinical skills again, now where we have to prioritize what to treat. Because we can treat a lot of things, but it's where we start with the patient to make the biggest um, dent in achieving the first goal. That's critical for me. And again, that goes back to the treatment plan. What's the internal motivators? What's the milestones they want to hit? What will I do in this session to get to the first milestone? And then when they come back again, we need to understand from sessions two to four, the motivation levels are going to dip. That's human behavior. So the best way to overcome that is that they have to feel the difference of the rehab in their day to day life. And again, that then becomes actually a different scenario where instead of thinking about muscles and ligaments, we're thinking about what do they do on a daily basis? What's the problems they have? And now we design a rehab to solve those problems. So, again, it's a big shift in focus at that point. So we have to keep the excitement building. And continue to hit those milestones and then the final few sessions when the plane is easing that's where we have to bridge the gap from low to high level so that's where now we have to keep that excitement building so again it's it's the analogy of you know if you're flight from new york to la it's about five six hour flight i think you know if we don't have those milestones in place it's equivalent to getting on a plane there's no map there's no clocks it's like okay I've, I've, i'm on the plane i've no idea how far i've gone how far i've left to go that's probably the definition of insanity and that's what a lot of therapists are doing with patients. Whereas if you've got a clock and you've got the map on the plane, okay, we're one hour away from LA, we're 30 minutes from LA, people are getting excited, right, I'm about to land soon. So then that keeps them engaged in the treatment process because they know they're getting closer to landing the plane, essentially. And that's what we need to do in the last few sessions is we have to keep the excitement building um, and show them the value of why they're doing these things and how it's going to help them land, land the plane and get back to the dream outcome. So... In that point, again, you're going to be doing less hands on, you're going to be doing more high level rehab, building the confidence, making them feel good and feel confident in their body again. And it's about ultimately, it's about giving them a feeling when we discharge them that they feel like they can do all of the things again with with thoughtless, fearless movement, um, as as I uh, say a lot about that phrase from Louis Gifford. So, you know, that's the the key thing. But when you look at all those different skills, you can quickly see that shit, we weren't taught these in school, PT school. Well, we heck, we were taught muscles, ligaments. And, you know, I have a phrase. I, I believe that PT school, whether US you are, or Ireland, England, because I, I spoke to a lot of uh, US clinicians on a, on a weekly basis. And the I think that PT school sets you up, sets you up for the average therapist just to survive,
1: mm-hmm. that you
0: can get into p- private practice and you can just survive. And yeah, we look at the symptoms, we stretch it, we strengthen it, we give it a little bit of rest. And there's no doubt some patients respond to that, but there's a whole lot of other patients that that don't respond. And that's why we have to think as clinicians. And it's the critical thinking skills that we have to develop. That's how we can solve problems and differentiate ourselves as that that go-to physio essentially. So you can see we need a lot of different skills and there's a lot of thinking involved in private practice to solve high value problems for patients to then ultimately give them the, the results where we can always get more value than we take in payment. And then your audience, cash based therapists, they can charge what they want. You know, mm-hmm. they they can charge three hundred dollars a session, whatever it is, because you're given more value. Whereas mm-hmm. if you're just talking muscles, ligaments, and nerves, you know, that that's gonna come to a point because anyone can do that. Whereas if you solve the problem for the patient, then um, you know, you're giving true value there in my opinion. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. And so, for people who might considering, considering joining your, your uh, go to physio, is it like an online program? Is there like just like on site mentorship? Like, how's the format looking like? Yeah,
0: so we've got three different components to the mentorship, really. We've got the obviously the online system, the online members area. So, we've got seven key modules, and there's a lot of bonus modules. They're, each module is about two hours, short, sharp practical videos. Um, we've got cheat sheets, PDFs, all, all of that stuff for the clinicians. But then the the second component is the coaching and the mentoring side of it. So that's where, as you go through the program, we give you a couple of assessments to do. So one of the assessments after Module 2, answer the four pro sport questions for different scenarios. You record yourself doing it, and then we give you feedback on that. So again, I'm not doing it to test you. I want you to have the confidence to do it in the real world by saying it out loud. And then you'll do it in the real world. You get results. You'll never look back. Same thing then after Modules 3 and 5. And then we also have group coaching calls uh, and then I also signed the therapist uh, to one of my therapists in my clinic as well for email coaching. So there's a lot of support there with that. And then the third bit is, is the community aspect of it. So we've got a Facebook community. I've uh, got a difficult patients forum. So if they're struggling with any cases, they can just pop it on that. We'll make sure they've got a clear plan. And then we also got refresher courses, in-person courses as well. So, again, I'll be coming out to the U.S., um, in November, I think it is um, for, for a couple of days to teach the mentorship therapist, two days refresher where we just go over everything again. So it's an ongoing thing. You have lifetime access to the community. Once you're in, you're in. Um, as I said, we're constantly updating the system as well because I'm always looking to to improve as well.
1: Got it. And so for people who are interested, um, how can they find you? Like in any ways?
0: Um, yeah, so if you head over to Thego2physio. Com. Uh, that's my website um, and then there, there'll be you know links there you can book a call uh, myself for share my head physio or just, just send me an email or I'm on Instagram as well i at Dave O'Sullivan physio I think it is uh, um, I have to check my Instagram I'm shocking at that mm-hmm. um, yeah the handle is I think it's at the, yeah, Dave O'Sullivan physio gotcha. that's um, the Instagram so I put a lot of content on Instagram as well got it all
1: right thank you very much for the interview
0: no worries thank you
1: hey thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the PT Cash Practice Industry Secret um, before I let you go real quick alright um, if you haven't already make sure to share this out so more people can get access to the industry secret to grow and automate their cash practice by the way if you would like to work with us to take your digital marketing game to the next level and dominate your online presence uh, simply go to www.growth.one and schedule in your free strategy session looking forward to talk to you soon I'm going to get dinner now.